Hello, I'm Amelia Rankert Thomas, host of More at Stake, the family business podcast. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Don O'Patterny and Keith Michelson of the Lovins Group. Hello, Don and Keith, and welcome. Hello, Hi. Amy. Glad to be here. Same here. The Lovins Group mission is to help successful family business owners build thriving family relationships within prosperous and enduring companies. Family business owners come to the Lovins Group for support and guidance during important family and business transitions and dilemmas. These include generational succession in ownership and management, heightened family conflict in the workplace, questions about whether to continue in business together, and the development of effective governance processes. In my consulting practice, I work often with Don and Keith because the Lovins Group's focus on relationship building aligns so well with Ranker Thomas Consulting's focus on family business ownership, succession, and governance. So glad to have you both here. Thank you. So Don and Keith, after several weeks of these very new circumstances for family businesses, from a relationship perspective, what are a few things that you are seeing with your clients? Thanks, Amy. Yes, I do think that these are um, very unique times for family business owners, and we are beginning to see um, challenges expressed in relationship in new ways. Um, I think maybe to give you a couple of examples of what we're seeing might be a good way to, um, to introduce the, uh, the topic. Um, I was asked... Um, just just a couple of days ago to talk with a former client who said um, he was just feeling really overwhelmed in, in a way that was surprising him. He said that um, he had been kind of courageously uh, 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 acting uh, as the leader of his business and handling the things that were coming at him as things were changing. And then he kind of hit a wall where he just had a very strong emotional reaction. He actually uh, said that it was uh, surprising to him, the strength of it, and he wanted to talk. And so we got on the phone and, um, you know, there was the normal set of um, challenges that I think a lot of us are experiencing. It was um, concern for loved ones, concern for his employees and the safety of his children who were working in the business. Um, but then he went on to talk and said um, that uh, he, he was also having an experience where he felt like, you know, he was okay. Like he said, you know, I've worked for a long time uh, in this business. I feel like I, I can weather this storm. He said, um, you know, my own finances are in a place where I feel quite uh, secure, even if this goes on for a long time. And he said, but there's something about that that really is a challenge for me. I look around at my neighbors and um, many of them who don't own their own businesses are in much different places than I am. My employees are in much different places than I am. Um, and, and he said, you know, there's something about all of that that is, um, is quite challenging for me. And so we began to um, explore some of the challenges around uh, being prosperous in this time. And I think that would be a, a good place for us to, um, uh, to focus some of our, our attention. So one of the things that I think is happening is people are beginning to feel a sense of, of feeling a bit guilty for 
the advantages, the blessings, the um, the opportunities that they have inside family business, while at the same time they are feeling some of the extraordinary challenges around keeping their enterprises alive, and you know making decisions around uh, what employees they're going to keep and what what employees they're going to lay off or furlough, and this is, seems to be a bit of a return re- recurring theme. And I thought that might be one area for us to uh, explore a bit together. And I think the, the way I'd like to explore it is, and, and what I actually did with this client is uh, began to say, uh, you know, that one of the important things to do is to explore the functions of guilt. That guilt relationally actually has several different functions. And one of them is that it actually binds you to a group. It kind of defines who's in and who's out of a group. And when you when you begin to uh, feel your bonding or belonging to a group threatened in any way, that's one of the places where you begin to feel guilty. And so when I explored that with him, you know, like, how is it that you belong to your neighbors? How is it that you belong to your employees or your uh, family relative to your um, what you're feeling about prosperity? It, it was like something just opened up for him. He began to see that Yes, he did feel a little bit like he didn't belong with several other uh, people in his neighborhood or um, with other family business owners who were struggling in different ways than he was, and that he has a big heart. And he actually, you know, felt like there was something about his position that made him feel like he didn't, he couldn't relate with others. And so that's actually one of the first um, the things I'd I'd like to say about how um, COVID is affecting people in different ways. There is something about the fact that we are all in this together. And then there is the fact that we're all in it in very different ways and that it's affecting us in different ways. And so sometimes the feeling of guilt emerges um, in a way where we begin to feel those differences. One of the things that was so valuable for him was to look at the history of his life and how the choices that he made actually gave him the opportunities that he had right now. And he actually could look back and, and, and at various decision points in his life where he had courage to take a step forward, where he took a risk to move a business, his business forward, where he um, made investments that um, were difficult to make and where he made decisions to live on a budget and to save money um, in ways that allowed him to have the position that he has right now and allowed him to have the capital to help his business to succeed during this time. And that actually helped him to kind of relax a little around this feeling um, like he's not belonging with others. And so I think there, there's that, that first function of, um, of guilt um, in, in terms of how it, um, it is holding us uh, in connection with others may be the first thing. And if that prompts any questions or comments, uh, Keith or uh, Amy, that might be great to chat about. So... Um... In terms of the guilt he was feeling, did that translate for him into uh, ways to make decisions um, that that um, he th- he could feel um, comfortable with uh, while 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 feeling that that guilt, also feeling comfortable with being able to to choose a direction forward? Yeah, I think that's a good a good point. One of the things that I think really helped uh, is to examine how you can actually feel guilty and it's good. 
you know, most of our lives, we feel like whenever we feel guilty, it's a bad thing and we should kind of move away from it. But actually, in this case, what he needed to know is that feeling guilty could actually serve the group in an in a important way. So one of the examples was that his son came to him uh, with a lot of distress about uh, some of the employees that um, they, they need to let go uh, during this time. And he actually said um, that one of the things that helped him when he, when he recognized this, uh, you know, the idea that feeling guilty could actually serve uh, the greater good, he said, uh, you know, we are going to make a decision to bring back um, these employees, but after this month's invoices get paid or don't get paid, because we have to have a sense of whether or not we're going to be able to pay everyone. And, you know, we have to wait to find out if our customers are going to pay us. And so there was a way that, you know, the larger good and what was actually going to be uh, helpful for the entire enterprise was something that allowed him to shoulder the, the guilt and to help his son actually shoulder the guilt of looking at the um, employees that his son works on a day-to-day basis. Uh, so I think that was one of the things that helped in terms of how when we recognize that, you know, one of the things that we have to do uh, is look at the larger systems and how we're, um, we're serving larger systems is to be able to manage the, um, the feeling of guilt and knowing that you can actually experience that and side by side be doing the right thing and maybe even the uh, very heartfelt thing uh, for the organization, I think was a very important thing for him. Right. You had mentioned to me when we were talking about this subject that uh, another one of our clients um, was uh, kind of moving headlong towards a towards a um, decision, a significant decision uh, about how to handle the you know the, the 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 current situation in relationship to the business, and and um, uh, the decision was a, was really around uh, uh, which which group. He would be kind of attached or associated with, um, based on how he resolved the guilt he was feeling, but that it was such a it was happening in such a reactive way that you were, you know, trying to counsel him to step back and kind of find a position of being able to weigh rather weigh which direction to go or how to handle um, the situation yeah, in maybe yeah. not such an extreme way. So I, th- I thought that was a yeah, good that's... a good story. That's an excellent example, and it actually moves in a little bit of a different direction. So. Uh, this is the this is a business leader who actually began, uh, you know, shortly after the uh, the shutdown, um, gathering his um, his managers together and and demanding that they um, put layoff plans in front of him in a short period of time. He he basically was thinking how important it was to. Um, you know, to be responsible about cash flow and to, um, you know, to, to minimize the, um, you know, the, the labor expenses that they were going to have um, going forward. And after a couple of days, it was, it was quite interesting how he made a shift. And um, when he recognized that patient capital was really one of the greatest, um, one of the greatest assets that he had, um, and that the his fellow you know shareholders his, the those other siblings who own the business with him may not be demanding that they have the kinds of returns that he had been getting over the last you know several years 
um, he was able to kind of take a step back and make made a, an announcement actually that no one was going to lose their job, that their business was built for the long term, and that you know at least through the end of the year uh, they were going to work very hard to try to um, you know innovate and repurpose people um, uh, in, in new ways so that um, so that you know their investment in their people. Uh, was going to be one of the things that they made f- as a long-term investment. So it's uh, so so I think there was a place where he was trying to be innocent around management of the cash flow, you know, the the very current profit and loss uh, statements, and he might have been a little blind to the fact that his balance sheet was quite significant, and that you know maybe an investment in uh, keeping people employed uh, for the long haul could be uh, quite good for him. And I think when he when he began to see that he could belong to a group of of uh, shareholders, uh, his siblings who could look at their family history, and you know their their way of being a family company and their promises to their employees, actually those values became much more important to him than kind of being a bit of a of a of a hero um, in, in terms of their profit and loss statements. Right. Right. You, I think you said something, you know, really interesting there when you when you talked about him uh, wanting to be innocent, um, mm-hmm. uh, kind of as in, in comparison or in relationship to the guilt that that um, th- that I think what you're saying is that those feelings of guilt can, you know, can be so difficult to to um, allow yourself to experience that you move the reaction is kind of moved towards wanting to be innocent. With a certain group that you know where where you don't want where where you don't want to feel guilty, and it can it can kind of uh, um, make it hard to 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 stay with things long enough to 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 have a more of a reasoned response. So I think this whole guilt and innocent thing maybe is is an important part of this. It, it all yes, and I think in family business in general it always is. So you know. I think the classic example, the easiest to understand this is, you know, when 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 your teenager is out with uh, his or her friends and having a good time and, you know, it's bumping up against curfew and they have to make a decision whether or not they're, you know, when their friends are saying, oh, come on, you know, we, you got to stay with us. We're having such a good time. And at the same time, you know, the, the child knows that their parents are are looking at their at their clock and knowing what the rules of the family are. That's an opportunity uh, for for to really see where am I going to be guilty and where am I going to be innocent. If I stay with my friends, they all cheer and I'm innocent with them, and I really feel my belonging with them. And simultaneously, I'm going to feel guilty with my parents, knowing that I'm making them worry or I'm making you know I'm breaking the rules about you know the commitments that I made at home. And if I go home, I feel innocent with my parents and the rules of the family, but I feel quite guilty about leaving my my um, my uh, peers. And in a family business, we know that we belong to different groups, right? We, we, if we're a manager, we belong to the management of the business and the goals and objectives of the business. The profit and loss statements that we are going to be accountable to are, are you know, the people that we work with um, that are achieving goals. But simultaneously, we might also belong to a group of family shareholders where we have to report 
about the, the um, you know, what's happening with the, the results of, of the business and the capital that the family has invested and the returns that they're expecting, which may be a very different set of measurements about, you know, what's good and what's bad over the short or long term. And simultaneously, we're also a parent or we're a, we're a, a child and we're looking, uh, you know, in terms of the rules of the family you know, in succession process, you and I were talking a little bit about a, yeah. a family that you're working with, where, you know, during these difficult times, the parents have nothing else to do, and they want to come to work every day. And uh, their uh, son, actually, who's running the business feels quite, um, uh, quite um, anxious about, you know, their well-being, actually being being in the office during the day and possibly being exposed to the virus. And so there is a place where, in a way, he could be guilty as a son, and the the you know what they would like him to be able to do, uh, you know what what kind of permission they want from him to come in and work every day, and how he might be able to um, you know kind of stand for the rules of the business and how they're how they're operating now, and how he might disappoint his parents by telling them to go home. So there's another example of, of uh, you know, it depends on what direction you're looking, whether or not you're going to feel uh, guilty or innocent. Yeah, I think, I mean, that is an example because he, he has felt very guilty about that, basically banning them from, from uh, the workplace and they do feel at a loss but, and he feels guilty. But, but he, he, you know, part of our conversation has been, uh, as we were saying before, guilt can be a good thing. It can, um, uh, give you a way to make choices um, uh, that are the right choices if you can tolerate feeling that guilt. Um, I, I think that what I've seen, um, it's not specifically about this, you know, these current circumstances, but I think that when, when I so often see that dynamic of, of you know, can you manage the feeling of guilt and, and, and see it as something that can be positive, it is in succession processes, you know, when the you know the the leader of the next generation is is um, moving towards you know taking you know becoming the CEO taking the leadership role, but by definition then um, has to move his or her parents aside and you know they are no longer in the spotlight you're on the in this the center stage in the spotlight it can be really difficult for them to do that and you know you do see in response to that that rising that rising generation leader not to being able to tolerate the you know that that guilt and actually um moving away from responsibility and and you know uh, not even sometimes not even uh, performing up to um uh his or her potential uh because um uh it, it that feels um worse um uh than it it feels it feels worse to to uh replace the parents the guilt is too great, and you know often you'll see that you know, that dynamic playing out. Um, you know, will will that person be able to step up into into responsibility that into responsibility they really need to take, or will, or will they get overwhelmed by that guilt? And so right. that's something we we really have to when, in, in, during the succession process we really have to help people pay attention to that. I think that's exactly right. And then some people take the opposite, um, and they they actually. You know, uh, you know, kind of move forward very, um, very aggressively into the positions of leadership and taking responsibility in the business, and almost forget that they also are, have a role as a as a child. And so it's almost like, 
you know, they kind of get angry at their parents for not giving them space. And, you know, I'm not going to feel guilty here. I'm just going to forge ahead. And, um, you know, they often kind of need to balance their, um, you know, balance their moving forward and remember that they're also um, a child of their parents. And, you know, there's a place for gratefulness and, you know, a place for understanding that their parents are going through a difficult thing too. And so guilt can actually um, help us remember that we're bonded to a system uh, rather than just kind of forging ahead and forgetting about it. Right. So there's, you know, it, it happens on both sides. Right. An- another thing I, you made me think about um, this uh, group of, um, of siblings, you know, thinking again about these times um, and the guilt and innocence between various systems in the business. And, um, I, I remember uh, a group that actually Amy and I worked together with this group of siblings where um, the the owners were not working in the business. The sibling owners were not working in the business and um, the managers were quite concerned about times where the business might go through difficult times and they wanted to be, you know, uh, responsible managers and, you know, being able to make distributions in ways that the, uh, owners were, um, uh, you know, were expecting. And the owners actually got together and said, um, in difficult times, we will actually stand behind the business that we, you know, we, so that they didn't have to feel guilty about, you know, curtailing distributions in a difficult time or even using uh, capital that was set aside for, um, for difficult times. The owners actually came forward and said, you know, during difficult times, we actually support the survival of the business and we prioritize that and we've taken care of some of our own financial needs so that there is uh, space for the business to weather difficult times. And now they're actually in that. And it's, uh, it's quite interesting that the managers of that business feel the strength of the, the family support uh, because, you know, in another time they said, you don't have to feel guilty about uh, making distributions during difficult times, we will stand behind the business. And Amy, you may have uh, uh, even something else uh, to say about that. Well, I've been thinking about um, this issue of um, guilt binding you to a group and that sense of belongingness and the challenges of that in light of business owners who are facing or have faced implementing shutdowns and this challenge of the the people who are always, you know, sort of our people, our employees mm-hmm. who are part of the business, suddenly you are, you have the, you have to make the decision that in effect casts them out. And so, you know, it's, it's the belongingness, but it's been splintered or split and thinking about how it is people are dealing not just with that sense of, you know, we're, we're prosperous right now, but in order to save the business, this business that you, the employees, were always part of, you have to leave. And that strikes me as another element of this dynamic, perhaps. Absolutely. I think that is, you know, the, the you know, often in a family company, people say, you know, you're all family to us. And in a time like this, there is a difference between how you'll take care of your family sometimes and how you'll take care of people that work for your business. And I also think this idea that we can tolerate the guilt of laying people off in order to save the business so that there will be 
opportunities for those employees to come back or for future employees to work with our business is an incredibly challenging um, uh, experience for many. I think it is something that is keeping many of our clients up at night, um, thinking about the people that they do care about, that they, they've had the, their, their backs you know, for, for a long time in various ways. And they know the challenges that some of their employees are going to face um, uh, in unemployment. Um, and, and I think that is incredibly difficult. So one of the capacities I think that we have been helping our, our clients to, to look at is what do they do when they are faced with some of these difficult feelings? You know, do they use habitual forms of reacting where they move to blame others or where they, um, you know, kind of escape from their feelings by numbing out in some ways? Or uh, can they actually build the capacity to feel, to feel the feelings and to act courageously and to see that they are acting in the service of something larger, uh, I think is one of the things that does seem to um seem to uh, support the very difficult decisions that they're making. So Don and Keith, are there other things that are helping your clients uh, manage or deal with these kinds of difficult situations? Yeah, there are, there are many. And I think one of, one of them uh, actually uh, that I've been thinking about lately and that actually came up in that original phone call that I mentioned is that guilt has another function, and that is that it it um, it regulates this this balance between giving and receiving that we all feel at times. That when uh, we have received something and we haven't give, given, we actually feel uh, a little guilty. And when we've received, or I'm sorry, and when we've given um, and we haven't received something, we feel a little entitled or a little, uh, you know, interested in what's coming back. And so, you know, we've all had this experience. If you go to a holiday party and somebody gives you a gift and you don't have something for them, there's that moment where you kind of feel a little inside, or if a neighbor, uh, invites you to dinner at their house and then, uh, some time has gone by and you haven't reciprocated. I actually have one of these neighbors right now. And I, you know, I kind of, uh, have a, have a little bit of a, a blushing experience when I, uh, when I uh, meet them in the street. Um, and, and so this, this internal balance that we feel, like we feel good when we're kind of in balance, when we've received you know, to, the, to a, a significant degree and we've given to a significant degree, we actually feel good. And when we're out of balance in either way, we begin to feel uh, something else. And so I think uh, one of the things that does seem to um, to be quite orienting uh, for uh, business leaders at this time is to notice inside the experience of the balance of giving and receiving. And so at times when they look at their employees and they have um, have the challenge of laying them off, to ask themselves if they have had a fair exchange, if what they have given their employees, has been fair to what their employees have, have offered to them. And I think that is one of those things that kind of feels a little bit um, grounding. The other thing is when they look at, you know, when they've received a lot from their, their um, employees, from the, their customers, to actually be in, a, in a, um, a position of being able to be grateful during these times because gratefulness actually um, moves to the next action. It actually can fuel the creativity that it will take to to innovate, 
to actually um, uh, the courage that it takes to actually keep the business alive so that it can continue to do um, its next thing in the world. I also think that's one of the things that is helping with the relationship between family shareholders and family managers. When family shareholders have received a lot from the business and they're, and they're able to, to um, acknowledge that, when managers go and say, you know, here's our situation and here's what we're going to need to be able to survive during this time, I think it's one of those places where, um, where if family members can actually experience the balance of giving and receiving, they're in a place to be able to support uh, their managers um, to go through the difficult times. So I know we're getting to the yeah. towards the end of this and so uh, the, the, you know our conversation. So maybe uh, a good thing to add here would be any additional thoughts about about what um, family business owners and managers uh, can do with with the feeling when they get trapped in that in those feelings uh, of guilt. Sure. So I, I think the first. Um... The first thing is when we're when we're feeling some of the challenges around our belonging, I think is is to remember that you know one of the things that that is is very true about the COVID experience is that we are all in it. It's like the entire human family has the COVID virus, whether we actually have it, um, you know, in our body or in we're in the hospital or we're feeling sick. Um, we all have it. And so we belong actually to the entire human experience where, you know, almost everyone in the world is going to be experiencing some effects of this. And so I think that's one of the things you begin to widen the circle of, of belonging and see where you actually feel, you know, that you belong. I think the other thing is when you begin to feel some of the challenges uh, around belonging is to recognize that you know, there is often no way to feel completely innocent, to, to feel completely good in terms of the decisions that you're making. Just like the teenager who is either going to stay with their friends or go home, they're going to have to feel, um, you know, that, that challenge in one place or another. And one of the things I think that is so grounding is to remember the purpose of your business, to remember the purpose that your family actually stands behind and then make decisions in a purposeful way, even if they are going to make you guilty in your belonging to certain um, and certain people, or, you know, to certain groups so that you can actually say, these are the principles on which I make my decision and be very clear in communicating those with, uh, you know, with the various groups that you belong to. So whether you're communicating to your uh, fellow managers, to your fellow shareholders, uh, across groups, or uh, to your family members, uh, to be very, very clear about the decisions that you're making and to be able to share the feelings that you're having about it. So there is something about transparency, about the difficulties of these feelings that does seem... Um, that does seem to uh, to help because we've all experienced them. So you kind of you, you um, belong to the group of of all human beings who feel some of the challenges around their belonging. So I think that is uh, I think that's one. I think another one relative to the balance of giving and receiving is to feel grateful. You know, our minds actually look at the things that we're losing during this time. 
and not the things that we still have or the things that we can give. Uh, and so I do think that there's a, a place to be really uh, careful about visiting uh, your gratitudes on a regular basis during this time. You know, one of the practices before you go to bed at night is actually just to say, well, where were some of the highlights of this day? You know, what, what actually can I feel grateful for during this day? And also, where am I giving? You know, what are some of the places where I do feel like I'm making a difference? Uh, whether that's to the family members that I'm, um, that I'm in close quarters with uh, or, uh, you know, my neighbors or the way that I'm interacting with my clients or my uh, customers, my suppliers. There is a way of kind of beginning to see that we're all in it together and that, um, you know, having received a lot, there is a place where during this time we can uh, be givers, even if it's not something that we could do um, uh, financially at this time. So th those are a couple of things that, uh, that, that come to mind. Well, I, for one, am deeply grateful that you decided to join us today on More at Stake, the Family Business Podcast. I think it's been extraordinary to extraordinarily helpful to think a little bit more about um, these issues of relationship in this tremendously difficult time and how issues of relationship begin to affect other business decisions that we have. So thank you so much for joining us. For our listeners, you can find out more about Don and Keith and the rest of the team at the Lovins Group on their website, lovinsgroup.com. You've been listening to More at Stake, the family business podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast series on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can also check out our website at engagedownership.com and you'll find past recordings, including our audiobook of Engaged Ownership, a guide for owners of family businesses. So please take care, stay safe, and thanks so much for listening.